This is the Alternative Edge, home of KBVU Podcasts. You're listening to the Entertainment Hour with Tanner Frost, Mason Wicket, and Diego Huerta on KBVU's Alternative Edge. Start your timers and get ready because here we go. Welcome back to the Entertainment Hour here on KBVU 97.5, The Edge's Alternative Edge, sister station and the home of KBVU Podcast. It is 9-20, on a Sunday evening, and this is season four, or season three, version two. What, what, so now that we're actually recording consistently, does the does like the naming conventions go out the window, or how are we doing this now? Well, no, it's because the other seasons is because it was so far apart yeah. and now that we're recording consistently i think that it should be season three episode two so like basically because if this was baseball we recorded three episodes in the span of just under 11 months and now this is two episodes in two weeks which means our average is just blowing up at the moment and we're having a very good time but yeah what do you think Diego? uh i would concur i would say this is season four good episode boy. one and from now on we go season uh two or episode two to episode three since we're revamping how we record yeah i was gonna say we'll talk about the new digs in just a second but i was gonna throw my idea out there this is season three two just the sequel oh the the season cool okay that's not great season three two v2 part two version two the second half basically so you know how like we have like a lot like shows like walking dead like you know just great shows like that that's great. Yeah, they have like mid-season finales oh, okay, where like the yeah. biggest cliffhanger ever happens, right. and then things are fine when they come back. This is basically that. Like that, the whole two weeks where our loyal listener base was just like looking at their phones, waiting for the notification pop up. That was like the Glenn under the dumpster moment. Yeah. Did you watch? Did you guys watch Walking Dead? I like, did. For let's a, go off topic already. I did for a long time. The first three seasons. After that, it kind of started dipping off. For me. Um, after the first season, I, honestly, I, yeah. I I watched it for so long. And a big part of it was, like, I watched it with my mom and my brother, and especially my mom because she really liked it. And, like, it was just, like, a tradition to watch it Sunday nights or whatever it aired. And it just got worse and worse. Yeah. And we stopped watching them as they debut. And I don't regret it at all because it became, like, such bad television. They killed off Rick, like, I heard three they're bringing seasons ago. Spoiler alert, by the way. Uh, they're bringing it back, I heard. Well, yeah, that's how it works. There's zombies. It's a soap. No. Oh. <laughs> nice. Got him. <laughs> no, I watched it with my parents for the longest time, but I was a big comic reader. I read all the Walking Dead comics. Yeah, I have like three of the <clears throat> compendiums. They're huge. Yeah, they are massive. And uh, so I knew what was going to happen up to a certain point. And even in the comics, there's a certain part where I'm just like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm done with it. I mean, like props to the show, though, on one front. Um, Daryl. Like as a character and Norman Reedus in general wasn't even a character in the comics. No, he's not. What was uh, Michael Rooker's character's name? The guy that was a huge jerk and then they left oh, him for dead. With M. It's a. Uh, he's a hook he, hand. They brought him back. He's, random. He's it was so random. It was really random. They just like brought him back with the governor. It's like Merle or something. I think it's that might be right. Yeah, I think it's Merlin. Merlin. It's probably like Merlin or something. Well, Merlin the wizard. <laughs> Merle. Inside Merle, joke. Merlin the Chad bounty hunter. <laughs> Inside jokes away. And, uh, like, the fact that Daryl is, like, an integral character. And then, like, The, the Walking Dead is continuing in, like, a spinoff series with him alone. Yeah. Well, him and Carol, is it? Yeah, Carol is still alive, which is crazy because I think she dies, like, really fast. She does die really, really. Again, spoiler alert. She dies really quickly uh, in the comics. Is the, the girl with the sword? Is she still alive? Michonne? Yeah. Which is really weird. In the show, they have a, a, a romance with... Michonne has a romance with Rick. They do in the comics too. No, so. he gets no. with uh, he gets Andrea. With, yeah, Andrea. Is that her name? It's one of the sisters. Yeah. Her, na- her name is Andrea. I think uh, she's still alive. I know Rick's dead in the comics too. I'm pretty sure. Or I Carl's dead. Know. One of the two. Carl's definitely dead. In Carl's the definitely dead in the show. He's been dead for a long time. Yeah. Is Which he, is I'm okay with that. Is Negan alive? Uh, I don't know. Bed? You know what? Great question. Again, spoilers, just for the third time, just in case you it really have, don't The show has been out since 2020. No one wants to watch this. Yeah, I don't... It's it's really um, become bottom market television. In, in the comics, Negan and Rick start working together. Right. Which, same thing as the yeah, show, I think. They do in the show, There's yeah. a time skip after yeah. the whole... The, the whole yeah, war and in the, in the 
comics is a time skip. There's two years. Rick gets his hand. Yeah, shot that off. happens. That happens in like the governor plot. Line. That happens pretty early. Yeah, the governor cuts yeah. his hand off with like a hatchet or something. Mm-hmm. He just nicks it. It's crazy. I was gonna say one more thing about the name, like. If we wanted to go like the route of EA or something, we could start implementing microtransactions and like making a little bit of a profit. What kind of microtransactions would we have? Like DLC unlocks. Like Diego's hey, used coffee cups by now. I would buy those. You would buy those. I would. Mm-hmm. Or I could just dig them out of our sweet trash can, yeah, which is kind of that. dirty, but the thousands of the, the trash I take out just to plug that too. Yeah, right. Uh, Did you take it out? I didn't say that. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, for me, I don't know. Watching me suck at video games. Watching me be I would live stream that. That'd be fantastic. Just watching me rage. That's what you get to see. Okay, I'm not going to Special entertainment hour. We achievement hunt on Halo. <laughs> I'm also watch that. that. I was going to say. You I'm watch Tanner there. do that. Yeah, we'll talk about... Except you watch Tanner... And me argue about trying to get him to play lasso. I don't want to play lasso. Just, lasso is so hard. Yeah, but you got to do it at some point. Okay, well, before we go to first commercial break, I like to do this every week. I just want to check on what we've been doing, watching, playing, like, in the past two weeks. Like, what's something you just want to throw out there that we don't have to discuss, but what have we been up to? Like, if I want to start, I've been grinding Master Chief Collection still. I'm getting at, like, 540 achievements out of 700 at the moment, which is just absurd that there's even that many in the game but yeah. i'm working and i'm i mean there's it's six like whole games in that or, or five or whatnot but it's i mean it's re- actually pretty fun it's not as bad as it may, it may sound to 700 achievements but well it's still pretty gnarly but like there's the all the what do you call them part times par scores, scores for every level and there's it is very levels. tedious yeah. and you gotta complete the master chief Saga playlist, which is every single mission campaign. That won't be too bad. That's just playing the game. I'm going to be happy to play the game again after going through on Legendary. Yeah, I suppose. Um, And then, like, there's your Lasso Masters, your Mm -hmm. all that good stuff, which is just, I'm not excited to do that. Okay, so what have you been playing? What what have you been, like, fulfilling your entertainment needs with lately? I've also been playing Master Chief Collection. Excuse me. I've been playing Spartan Ops, which <laughs> makes me want to end my own life. It's garbage. Yeah, games. speaking of bad achievements, beating uh, 50 missions solo on Spartan Ops. On, leg- granted, on Legendary. On Legendary. But granted, they don't restart you when you die. They just respawn you. That's which, the only saving grace, though. Yeah, which I'm sorry if you like Spartan Ops, but. I mean, I, I like Spartan Ops. I don't like grinding out tedium. It's just not my thing. All right, Dave, what have you been playing? I have been getting back into Monster Hunter in preparation for October 1st when Fatalis comes to the game, the final update for the game. Is another Iceborne coming out? Is it like an Iceborne-level expansion? It's it's a a small uh, update. Mm. They're just releasing one new monster. Well, technically two, um, but this monster is considered the god of all monsters. He's like the final baddie you fight in the original Mm. Monster Hunter game. Oh, okay. So... Iceborne's coming to an end because next year Monster Hunter Rise comes out, which is right. the next game. So to end end this game, which has been going on for over a year, they're releasing Fatalis to fight, and he's probably going to be by far the hardest fight since mm. uh, Alatrim. I was going to say, and speaking of which, it's been a great week for Monster Hunter fans. There's been two games announced. There was a Nintendo Mini Direct over the week, which wasn't like incredibly hyped up or anything by Nintendo, which we'll talk about later. But they announced two new games, Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter... What? Monster Hunter Stories 2, mm. uh, Something Ruins. It's it's a sequel to the first one. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, great week for Monster Hunter fans, and obviously keep that on the horizon. Is that a Switch exclusive, though? Uh, Monster Hunter Rise will be on the Switch exclusive. Ooh. I'm not sure if the Riders 2 will be. I'm not sure if the first one was, anyway. Looks like you have to splurge oh, on new console, uh, then. Yeah, but saving up for that. Monster Hunter Stories is not like traditional Monster Hunter. It's kind of like... A spinoff of Pokemon because instead of fighting the monsters, you fight with the monsters and you fight other people. That sounds like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> it sounds like Persona or something like that. I mean, kind of, yeah. kind of like the same. Or Fossil Fighters if you ever played the Nintendo DS game. Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh. There's a lot of series like that, really. Yeah. But okay, well, with that, that's the introductions done for the opening of uh, season four, season three, two. What are we, I don't know what we're calling it. We'll discuss over the commercial break. But first, we are going to head into our first song break. This is going to be Avatar, the last airbender, in a mismatch of everyone's favorite secret tunnel. We'll see you after this quick break. Da-da. 
don't fall in love with the traveling girl. She'll leave you broken, broken hearted. Hey, river people. We're not river people. You're not? Well, then what kind of people are you? Just people. Aren't we all, brother? True. Two lovers forbidden from one another. The war divides their people. And a mountain divides them apart. Build a path to be together. Yeah, I forget the next couple lines, but uh, there it goes. Secret tunnel! Secret tunnel! Welcome back to the Entertainment Hour after our first song break of the day. That's Secret Tunnel from everyone's favorite Nickelodeon hit, Avatar, The Last Airbender. We're back. Your favorite river people. Oh, check that. We're just We're not river people. people. We're just people. Aren't we all, brother? If you heard, aren't we all, brother? Also, guys, great advice for the week. Don't let the cave-in get you down. Sucker. <laughs> okay, that's going to take us into our first segment for the day. It's going to be our game of the week. Mason, you are taking the lead on this one yeah. as the man with the most experience. Yep. It is an iOS and Windows hit that has just hit the scene recently, though it's been released since 2018, Among Us. Yep. And who is Among Us? Chungus. Chungus Among Us. I don't get it, but continue. All right. Well, uh, Among Us is an iOS game, like you said, Tanner, and it's like faking it. And push the button, had a love child. Which you probably need to provide some context for. Well, we talked about it in our last podcast, which if you haven't heard it, you should go and check it out right now before you finish this podcast. Quick plug for our own podcast yep. in the middle of the podcast. That's how we do it here. That's how we do it. Um, Roast us river people. But there's one imposter, and he goes around the entire ship that you're on, and he has to kill everybody individually. Mm. And there can be one imposter, there can be two imposters, and the rest of people are... You laughing at there, There's only one imposter. There could be one imposter. There's yeah, only two imposters. It, it depends. Just to clarify what he's oh. saying. It depends on the amount of people in the game. So if there's from, it's usually like it's three to eight, which I don't know what you play. No, it's three, three to ten. Or right. Something like and that. if it's over like the seven threshold, there's two people. No, 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 you can you can choose. You can oh, have okay. ten people in one imposter. It's okay. the person who sets up the game that chooses. Gotcha. Uh, but like I said, there can be from one to three imposters in a game. And... Uh, like I said, you're if you're not an imposter who's trying to go around and kill people, then you are a crewmate, which you're you're supposed to go around and do a bunch of tasks. And uh, if you everybody finishes their tasks, then crewmates win the game. But uh, if somebody finds a dead body, then everybody congregates and you can uh, discuss on who you think it is. Um, if you see somebody who you know is an imposter, or if they're looking sus. <laughs> you probably you should clarify what that means. Sus is you're looking suspect, like okay. you're looking shifty. Um, but you go and hit an emergency meeting and you call everybody together. And it's a lot of, I think it's this person. Well, how do you know? Well, I saw them do this and they were acting shady. And there's a couple tasks which, if somebody sees you do it, then they know that you're okay. Like you can get scanned or you can shoot the weapons on the ship to clear asteroids and it'll show the ship firing or something. And it's really cool. Um, but it's a lot of like deception. And if you're the imposter, you, uh, you have to lie your way through it. I remember I messed up really bad the other day. <laughs> I, I can't wait for you to explain this again. I think I told you about it, yeah, but it's so funny. It's still great. I like to hear it. I went into one of the rooms and I think my color was purple or something. Hmm. And uh, the color brown was in there. And that's how you distinguish who yeah, everyone right. is. Everyone's like, everyone's the same spaceman in a simple yeah. little suit, but you just have a one note color that Different colors, identifies yeah. you. So, cause you're playing with a bunch of random people mostly. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, throw you in a game, battle royale style basically. Yeah, like, pretty much. Um, but I went in, I killed them and I walked out and somebody went in there and I was really flummoxed. Because somebody, well, yeah, I was. Good word. Thank you. Where's my word of the day calendar? Right. And he reported it, and I think it was white. White went in and reported it. And I tried to say, it was brown. Brown self-reported. Somebody said, 
somebody said, uh, Brown is dead. I just said, oh, well, good game, guys. <laughs> I love the emergence of sus just from this one game alone. Well, it's been a thing before that, but it's really like brought it to the forefront. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say you should – well, Dave, I want to hear your opinion. Have you played much of Among Us yet? I have not played a single game of Among okay. Us yet. Wow. I've seen people on YouTube yeah. or Instagram. It's hard, to, it's hard to avoid. You know, it's everywhere. It's very popular. It's certainly like the flavor of the day right now. Yeah. Well, it was the flavor of the day. I would say was that what's that game? Fall Guys. But it's still being, pretty popular in places. Well, yeah. The thing about Fall Guys, the problem right now is it's like a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. Well, I think it's on PC too, actually. But it's not as accessible as Among Us. Among right. Us, we actually like broke college students. We were turned off by the idea of playing it. It's like, oh, it's five dollars. Yeah. And then you went to the app store. You're like, it was free. oh, it's free. Yeah. We like free stuff as college students, obviously. Like a free microphone provided by Omar Accordo. We appreciate you, Omar. Forget to plug that. Early. We'll get that later. Love you, Omar. We love you. As you can hear by probably different quality here. But yeah, it, I was going to say, it's the flavor of the day. It's been really funny. I would recommend at Among Us Struggles on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. It's Among Us, official Among Us Struggle tweets. It's already got 330,000 followers, oh my goodness. which is crazy. And the game, like, the funny, the weird thing, okay, the weird thing about the game is it was released in June 15th, 2018 by what? a developer, an indie guy called Inner Sloth. And then a couple, a bunch of uh, Twitch streamers and YouTubers and um, influencers started playing it, picked it up, and the game basically exploded well, on the like the past two weeks. That's how stuff usually goes. Like I remember Agario, if you remember that was yeah, but Agario's been around for a long. It time. has, and and people started to play it like uh, streamers and everything, and then that blew up for a while. Mm. Yeah, it's just like the indie hit of the week. There's just like again, go follow at Among Us Struggles if you have a Twitter. There's even if you don't play the game, like I, I put a, a few games in and I'm really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. But there, I mean, I need to. We need to get a Discord set up and play with some of our friends. So yeah. if anyone listening would like to join our Discord, please feel free to shoot us a message on our podcast Twitter at t a or t h e and our pod, and you can shoot us a DM recommending something to talk about, or of course. Um, uh, join the Discord. We'd love to have more people playing. It's up to ten, you said, but there's just the great tweets. As in, like, why we? So you call meetings for collaboration. It says, what do we like? Why call meeting? And some guys, I was just lonely. I just wanted to talk. <laughs> there's a lot of really funny stuff. That is funny. It, it's it's funny because the anonymity of the anonymity of the game is bringing out just. The silliness of yeah, people. it really is because it's probably a bunch of children playing too. But people like that. it's for all ages. Yeah. It's just funny. I saw I saw a dude playing uh, on YouTube, and he goes, uh, "White is suspicious," and then White responds with, "Why did you see me go in the vent or kill Red?" And then the other guy responds <laughs> with, "Sus." My, my, my one of my favorite ones by far is like somebody has killed Red. He's like, "No, I didn't. I killed Purple." It's like, it's like sometimes there's two imposters and it's like, yo, why is me and this other person, why is our name red? That's <laughs> completely called them out. That's basically what I did uh, playing push the button like two weeks ago. Yeah. Why can I, what, what does hacking do? <laughs> I mean, uh, meow. Meow? Okay. If you weren't so entertained on accusing Wicked, we would have caught you. Yeah, yeah that is still the yeah. best part. I feel like. If once you get a Discord, Wicket's going to be spaced or, <laughs> or immediately, if we realize what name he is and what color, he's going to get a knife in the back more often than most people Probably. would have to say. It's just worth it. Okay, that's Among Us. That's our game of the week. We recommend it to you. Join our Discord um, if you or shoot us a message if you want to play with us. We'd be happy to accept anyone and get some 10-person games going. And with that, we are going to move on to our next segment. It's going to be Diego's Retro Rewind. And this is probably, I'd have to say, not to exclude you, Mason, but uh, a chat between Diego and I. Yeah, you can, you more, can jump in on the general theme. This is more your forte. Yeah, but you can certainly jump in. But Diego, let's, uh, let's not let the fans wait anymore. What are we talking about? Well, Sonic Heroes. Great Sonic game or greatest Sonic game? See, that's going to be a bold statement. You're going to probably make a lot of die-hard purist fans mad because it's uh in general a 3d sonic game which, and that's going to be the first knock against it which is highly you know that's highly contested especially right. since most sonic games kind of go downhill once they switch to 3d yeah there's been a i mean there's been a huge like the roller coaster of nintendo versus sega when it was at an all-time high the jump to 3d and i know it's pretty well documented but mario 64 which we're going to talk about in a while compared to sonic adventure is 
where the, the divide split, opened, erosion, weathering, and now the Grand Canyon is in the place of Sega and Nintendo. It's such, that was literally the point in time in which Sonic fell off a cliff and Mario kept rising. He got his wings from Mario 64 and flew off into the distance away ran, from Sonic. Sonic ran out of rings. Yeah, basically, you just, it, that's the difference. And Sonic Heroes, released in 2003, is basically a follow-up uh, in the series to Sonic Adventure 2. So on the Dreamcast, Sonic Adventure 1 released, Sonic Adventure 2 later on, um, sorry, on the Genesis, or sorry, it was a Dreamcast, original Sonic on the Genesis. Um, I'm not a huge Sega guy, to be honest. So, But anyways, um, and then Heroes is more of the same, but really different. Well, first off, you got a banger opening. It's absolutely a fantastic song. That, I don't know who writes Sonic songs, but in general, I, there's, I mean, there, there, was, there was one guy during the 3D era who yeah. kind of wrote all the songs. Mm. But um, June Senoe, I think that's how you say his name. He's the... Uh, most like well-known composer is what it says here and it, i mean like sonic adventure has a lot of like songs people like in the writer series not that i've ever really played them but it i mean give credit to them there sonic event sonic hero starts on a high note for sure just oh, from the opening sure. menu um but i remember loving the idea of teamwork which was kind of a weird concept at first mm. to understand but you got uh four is it is it four different yeah teams it's you four teams it's team sonic um I'll look it up while you're talking, but it's, go ahead. Uh, well, each team has different characters, obviously, hmm. and each team actually has different difficulties. So right. I think Team Rose, which is Amy, Cream, and Big, Big the Cat. Big the Everyone's cat. favorite, Big the Cat. Yeah. Um, they're the easiest, and then the hardest is Team Dark, which hmm. is Shadow, Rouge, and Omega, yeah. which Omega is my favorite character. Yeah. There's Team Sonic, Team Blast. Uh, ooh. Okay, well, it's showing me the four... Go ahead, sorry. But um, basically, each team's set up in the same way. You have a speed character like Sonic, you got a flying character like Tails, and you got a power character like Knuckles. Right. Each one can be used for different tasks, yeah. like high places, Tails. Basically, classes of characters. Yeah. And also, it's Team Sonic, Team Rose, Team Dark, and Team Chaotix with uh, SBO, Charming, and Vector, who... Are they new to the series at that point? I didn't realize who they were. Like I could recognize most of the other characters. This is definitely the first time I saw them. I think, in the Ome Sonic I think Omega but... was new too, just because he's like a robot, wasn't he? Omega was in one of the older games, I'm sure, because yeah. like there was a big part of the story where he kidnaps Amy and he kind of learns like emotions and stuff. I'm pretty mm. sure it's it's been a while, but You're an I robot, yeah, yeah. But um, the the gameplay is kind of like anything that made Sonic great because it is pretty fast paced, mm -hmm. almost too fast paced at times. Um, but then there's some interesting combat, which I like, especially since I was, you know, as a kid, like the power characters, the sure. most like Knuckles and Omega. It's very fitting of your actual personality, to be oh, honest. Very true. But, uh, I remember, you know, on the PlayStation 2 is which, where I played it on, me and my sister would just spend hours playing this together. Mm. So it was just always a fun experience, except for trying to get those Chaos Emeralds in the, the like, you know, the little, like. You're in the big tube chasing the chaos. Emeralds. Yeah, the bonus games in Sonic are always I, hit or miss, and they're usually missed. I most can of the time. never do those. Yeah, I don't. It's funny that like the most important item in the entire series, like lore-wise, is just thrown in the mini games, basically like between levels and stages and whatnot. Yeah. I guess stages in Sonic. But yeah, I I played it uh, on the GameCube on my Wii, basically growing up, which is still pretty. I was like eight when I got my Wii, so it was one of the first things that I got because it's backwards compatible. Thank God, because it exposed me to so many, like, amazing games. It was awesome. I really, I mean, probably Nostalgia Goggles, I have not played it in a long time. But Sonic Heroes was so fun. Again, a great soundtrack. Um, kind of lauded for, uh, oh, hit down for being pretty buggy, which I would understand that. I remember, I don't know if I ever beat the game, because, I mean, again, I would hope my gaming skills have progressed at this point since I was 9 or 10. But I, I, it was hard. And in the later stages, and I think, maybe not remembering this correctly, but if you lost your lives, you got sent back to the start of the game. Uh, and that wasn't fun. You, There was like, there's groups of three levels. And if right. you lost your yeah, life, yeah. you go back to the first it's level. like a regular Sonic, where it's three levels is a, well, three like stages zone, like is zone. a zone. Yeah. yeah. Um, funny you should say buggy, because interesting fact about the game mm. is they had to rush production because the deadline was coming up. It's very sonic so theme, yeah. with beta testers, they said, as long as it doesn't break the game, don't report it. So that's why there's so many times 
you just can randomly yeet yourself off an edge or, you know, you're looking the wrong way. Or Sonic just goes too fast and goes right through to a ledge. Sure. So um, famous YouTuber, Game Grumps, hated playing that, mm. just how buggy it was. And that's where you learn because um, they contacted people and they're like, yeah, it didn't destroy the game. and You could still keep playing. They didn't report it. So beta testing was not very thorough with this game. So if there's any Sonic, I want to clarify your point from earlier. If there's any Sonic fans out there listening, prepare to most likely be enraged by this this next discussion point. But you will put Sonic Heroes above every other Sonic game. Above Sonic 2. Oh, yeah. Above Sonic 3 and oh, Knuckles, yeah. which is the pinnacle. The only other game the adventure I can series. contest is the Shadow of the Hedgehog video uh, game. Not because it's good, but because it's fun. Sonic Generations. Oh, yeah. Sonic 2006, which Easy. is lauded as the greatest game of all time, of course. Easy. Not buggy at all, either, by the way. That seems to be a Sega theme released in Sonic games. Sonic Unleashed was really broken. Sonic Boom was barely playable. Yeah, Rise of Lyric. That It's... I don't know if it's like an incompetent production team. Like quality control is just so bad at Sega when it comes comes to Sonic games. But like, yeah, think about it. They got an awful track record for 3D games oh, releasing mean, in half states. But they still make all the money oh, yeah. releasing these games. So they probably are like, well, if we don't have to spend all this money on beta testing, and we'll still make money. Why do that? You know what? We should reach out to Sammy the Sonic Kid and ask his opinion for Sonic Heroes because he is a legend and we aspire to be like Sammy the Sonic kid. He was the inspiration. He really was. I mean, he's a classic. I wonder where he is now. How old is he now? He, I saw a video of him recently. He's doing construction somewhere last I saw. <laughs> Do you think like someone like put something in the wrong area and he's like, <laughs> Maybe. I mean, there are construction zones in Sonic, so I wonder if he's like just, <laughs> he's living out he of started, He started in like Rolling Hills for Green Hill. And that's probably the only level I can name, the zone I can name from Sonic. But All right. That's all we got for Sonic Heroes. Perfect. That's going to take us into our second song break as we are 25 minutes into this recording. And we'll be back with some more discussion Star Wars, iOS, Mario on the upcoming billing. But for now, we're going to play Wicket's theme. By the way, uh, the first one was my choice from Avatar. And this is going to be the Wonder Woman theme from Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Probably the best part of that film. So with that, the Entertainment Hour will see you after this short break. back to the entertainment hour the screams of roaring guitar are the ones that's bringing you in now from the wonder woman theme from wicket's apparent favorite movie batman v superman he got a little testy with us during the break because he said wonder woman's a great movie said this isn't from wonder woman this is from the other one which she was in you know the one like everybody loved and thought it was great and with jesse eisenberg playing lex Luthor for some reason no 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 I want to talk about Wonder Woman. Yeah, I know, but you we didn't talk like, about Wonder Woman eighty four is going to be bad. I think I think the Sonic Heroes like you can wake up from your coma now because I don't yeah. think you had a single interest in talking about Sonic, which is fine. I'm sorry, I, I just didn't. Yeah, I don't worry. I forewarned the listeners. You probably weren't going to be much help in the discussion, yeah. and uh, I think you're still playing around with iOS fourteen, which uh, we can skip next segment and talk about now since it's timely. Well, we got to talk about okay. Well, we can no, well, what I wanted to talk about, uh, we forgot to talk about. Tanner's song. So, if you want to talk about that for a second. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say Secret Tunnel, obviously, from uh, Season 2, Episode 3. Of course, everyone knows. Season 2, Episode 3 of Avatar The Last Ambitter. Chong, is that his name? I think so. Yeah. Meets the River People, uh, Team Avatar. <laughs> it's, it's just... I was going to say, I tell you guys the same... I tell the fans the same thing. My girlfriend and I watched Avatar for the... I, well, I watched Avatar with my girlfriend, which I know, don't hate me, for the first time over basically the, e- the end of winter this year. You know what? We're welcome to have you. That's we are very welcome. It was very really good. Diego just hasn't seen all of it. I know. So like, you're what's up with that? Uh, I saw the last episode, and then I was like, "That's really all you need." I guess. It's just downhill from here. That's fair. Craziness. It's well. She told me like, "Oh, this is season like uh, season one is certainly not as good as the rest. A lot of filler. I was kind of bored for a lot of it. And I admit it. Was, I, I will admit it was yeah. good. And I think that's a common uh, a common agreement that it just gets better. I'll, I'll say this. Season one is more like 
individual self-contained stories yeah, I didn't while like they're it. getting to the North Pole. And uh, that's why they aired a lot of season one. Like, that's the reason The Great Divide is considered the worst episode. It's not great. Well, it's because they aired those. It's divisive. Yeah. Hey. They aired a lot of those self-contained stories a lot, so people would jump into Avatar. Sure. You know, Um, so they would just air them over and over and over again. Um, But I remember I went through with my lovely girlfriend, (laughs) and I would say a lot in season one, like, ah, this episode's, it's not great. And I found, like, I remember getting, like, three-fourths of the way through the season, and I'm like, ah, this one's not great. Man, I've been saying that a lot, haven't I? (laughs) And... You know, but yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. The reason I never watched it is because I went to the movie theater and watched M Night Shyamalan's hit movie Avatar: Last Airbender. It just gets worse from there. Like, and you I was set like, if I've already bed. seen Perfection, yeah, why, why watch the show? What are you talking about the, the Avatar movie? Apparently, what Avatar movie? Yeah. M Night Shyamalan's Avatar movie, two thousand six. He never made a movie. Is that not M Night Shyamalan? It's uh, it's he's regressing it from his mind. Basically, he was so hurt by it that it's like post traumatic. There is no movie based on our franchise. Post traumatic. You mean score syndrome? The best something. piece of Avatar uh, lore and right, of course. It's basically we, like actually we piece. tried my girlfriend and I the other night. We tried watching. We are so far off topic right now. No, I'm continue, sorry. Continue I'm sorry. We tried watching that movie, and I think we got about five minutes into it, and Taylor is just like, turn it off. It's, just turn it off. It's very bad. It's very bad. Wonder Woman theme. Back to that. Yes. The screaming guitars. You want to talk about why you picked it? I mean, yeah. I love Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman movie. I know it, it's not from the Wonder Woman movie, but I just wanted to talk about it. I'm, I'm sure it played in it. Not that I can. I'm sure it, the, the movie was great. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the movie was fantastic. That's her modern theme, basically. Right. And because you I told me like go like find her theme, and I played the one from like the '60s, and you're like, that's not it. And yeah. I like, yeah. I don't think it's it because it's not any good. <laughs> but like the guitars, they get me going, and it makes me just so happy. Knowing that that movie and that score exist in cohesion, just because it gets me, it gets me going. It makes me love Wonder Woman. That's I actually good. think good it was better in Batman v Superman the way they used the theme. Not oh, saying the so. movie was better, but her interactions with Bruce Wayne when you don't really know who she is first. Okay, yeah. they kind of give you like really downbeats of the theme. Yeah, but then when spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, Doomsday's about to kill. Uh, Batman and she shows up and blocks. I was gonna say her reveal is like one of the best parts of that not great movie overall. Just blasting in with her and then she does the clang thing that's overrated. Oh, okay. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it now. Yeah, it's a great scene. Uh, I remember watching Wonder Woman for the first time. I think I fell asleep during that movie. Not that it's. I I love the movie. I fell asleep because I I fell asleep because I went to like I think the eleven twenty showing. Ooh, I was exhausted that day too. You'd be a great salesman. There's this great movie that I fell asleep to. <laughs> and my dad fell asleep during Solo. I mean, yeah, what the heck? It wasn't. I mean, Solo's good. Come it, on, no, 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 no it, it was good. But I was thinking the same thing. The middle part of that movie is really boring. My dad fell asleep it for Infinity War. Okay, that's, that is unforgivable. That's, that's unforgivable to be honest. Because that movie is go go go. Yeah. That move again, more off topic, but I didn't understand why. Like when people, critics were reviewing that movie, they were like, "Oh, there's too much happening." Like yeah, the movie what? goes there so fast. I'm like, they're juggling. They're not even juggling. They were balancing like yeah. 17 plot lines. I wouldn't call it juggling because they did it so well. Yeah, they they focused on like as much as they could. Because the main media or movie review companies get more uh, people to read if they're negative. No, yeah. one's gonna, no one's gonna read another review that praises Infinity War. But it was, a, it was a pretty common like thing I saw. Like one of the few complaints about that movie was that it moves at a, at a pretty fast speed. Which, well it expects you to know the established characters. Yeah and that's another so. thing where it's like well duh this is the 20th movie yeah. of, a, of a long running series. You don't series really need to read the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and again people were like oh these people didn't get very much like Screen time. Well, it's like, like Kevin, there's literally a, a quite literal book and follow up yeah. to this movie coming out. Yeah, like, it's not like Avengers One to Avengers Two. This movie is quite literally basically the same film but cut up into two parts. Not, like, not to mention games. it's Thanos' movie. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. just gonna say that they need to establish the villain, and they did that fantastically. Right. Thanos got more screen time than anyone, and then the Avengers well, shined at Endgame. Well, at the end of of Infinity War, you know, it says like Captain America will return in like Civil War or whatever. It says Thanos will return that. in Endgame. I love that, and like that just makes me so happy. And then he didn't because 
Well, he showed up to get his head. He was, yeah, he, he, was, he was in I don't the, think he showed up. I think the Avengers rolled up on him. <laughs> I think they showed up. He was just surprised making some You rolled into the wrong house, fool. They really, like, drove by him. They did. Outer space drive-by. Yeah. <laughs> Who else wanted to try the soup that Thanos was making, though? That man had the spices he going did. on. He was doing salt-based Yeah, stuff. he really was. Yeah. All right, let's talk about outer space some more. Let's talk about our new segment, Trailer Trash or Trailer Treasure. And I think this is going to be pretty unanimous uh, based on what we're talking about. But we're going to talk the, about the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer that just dropped a few days ago. And I would say, again, pretty unanimous. We are hyped for yeah. Mandalorian Season 2. And it's just over a month away. And we need it now. I need it now for sure. Yeah, I need it now too. If you guys uh, don't watch it without me this time. Yeah, we didn't the first time. We watched it with you. No, you didn't. We did. That's a lie. Anyways. Uh, trailer reactions. It's here. Yeah, Diego, you want to start us? Uh, I mean, October thirtieth, by the way, a month and ten days. Oh, wow. Halloween release. I'm definitely probably the least Star Wars guru here. Not You're still pretty big, but I, I, mean, st- I still definitely enjoy it. You know your um, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I went in with very low expectations of Mandalorian. Like I didn't think it was going to be great, but I was pleasantly surprised. Sure. I think the problem with Mandalorian season two is people are going to come in with too, ex- too much expectations. But this trailer definitely had a very strong showing. I like that they didn't try to change anything up. They said, this is still Mando. This is still Baby Yoda. They gave Baby Yoda a little more personality, which the I like. Like, yeah. it shows, I guess, he's, the child. He's growing up a little bit. Yeah, it shows that he's actually kind of maturing and stuff. I mean, he is 50-something at this point. Yeah, that's what they said. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, I, I'm hoping for more, like, straight-up action and for Mando to not get beat up in every episode. <laughs> I mean, I like that, to be honest. I like that he's just like... He's just a guy. He, he's, not a, he's not a force user, and that's kind of the point, which is awesome, because yeah. it's uh, showing off a different side of the market, which is great, but he's just a dude. Like, he's... I mean, okay, he's a he's a, a dude bred into, like, a warrior clan race of superhumans, almost, but... But he's around a lot of, like, the same type of people. Yeah. You know? I, I really love the fact of what this show is doing, and they really emphasize that in the trailer of, like, oh, these mystical wizards of Jedi... Like, not everybody knows a lot about the Jedi, right, even yeah. though relatively it was actually not that long when the Jedi were a huge temple, which is kind of weird. But I think it was very interesting that, like, Mando's never heard of him, so he and has no idea. On that same plot point, as much as I don't like the setting of the sequels and how it washes everything away from the OT and so much more that I could go on for a while about... It's an interesting time to set up this exact story because the same thing... It's only five years out from Return of the Jedi which is there's 25 to go until the sequels start. But it's a time where basically the Jedi are still growing. They're still, it's, it's farther away from the Clone Wars and where they were widespread. So many cultures don't know about them. And Force users as a whole are hunted down and killed and basically like exter- like genocided from the galaxy by by the Sith um, back, you know, in, the, in episode three in yeah. the movies. So it's such like an interesting time, and it fits so well that Mando is doing his own thing. He's away from all the big story, and he's doing his own self-contained thing. Like he literally goes away just to take care of the child now. And this is what the season two point is. And I, would, I would disagree with you about the trailer being like exciting or intriguing. It didn't show anything. No, it didn't. But it doesn't have to because I think it's hooked its audience that it's hooked, and it's a ton of people like. So sure, some people watch it because they love Star Wars. That's how I wanted to watch it. And I think I had high expectations for it because everything coming out about it was just so good looking and looked like it was going to set up selfish success, which I certainly think it did in the very end. But like season two, it could have shown me nothing. It could have said, we release at this date. We'll see you then. And I would have said, you got me. Yeah. You son of a bee. I'm in, <laughs> to quote Rick and Morty. Are you yeah. guys excited for Ahsoka Tano to be in season two? Yeah, that's, I mean, a lot of speculation, which I think, again, another thing, best part of the trailer didn't show anything. It was a very boring trailer, very straightforward, basically, because the trailer really, like, it's like, oh, it's me and the child going places. Like, okay, that's what season one was. Yeah. Sure. Like, okay, so we're just, basically, this trailer is just getting ourselves, getting most people reintegrated with the story and the characters and where we left off because it didn't show Moff Gideon, who's going to be the big bad now almost, for sure. It showed Kara and um, uh, Apollo Creed. What's his name? Oh, I don't know. The, the, the bad guy turned good guy. What's his name? Oh, um, man. Give, give me some time. Interesting, interesting note while he's looking that up. Um, Grief Karga. 
Yeah, but I'm, it's Carl Weathers is what I'm trying to say, the actor. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it showed them, like, in a split second, just reestablished the characters, and we're gone. That's Sorry. basically all it was. I interrupted you. Continue. Um, when they show that uh, hooded figure, I'm not sure who that's supposed to be, but in the trailer, when they show that hooded figure, if you really listen, you can hear the dark saber light-up animation. Oh, really? Or light Probably up set Moff audio Gideon, clip. yeah. So either if that's him or not, but... That's a really interesting tidbit that people are kind of focusing on. From I, I am excited. Okay, so now let's transition from trailer to what we kind of expect. Just maybe a short snippet of what we want to expect or what we want to maybe see happen in season two. So on that same thread that Diego just pulled, I would love to see a flashback, and I'm sure it will come, but a flashback of how he got the Darksaber because yeah. we, we don't have to go too in-depth as nerds as why the Darksaber is important, but it is a very, very important plot piece that when he initiated it and got cut himself out of spoilers for the end of the season, but again, it's a year past. It's you probably you, you most, should have seen it. Most people that are going to watch season two have watched season one by now, but he cuts himself out of the crash tie fodder that, you know, ooh, he's dead. He's not, you know, we know he's not dead, yeah. but... But like, okay, so like, okay, he's got, he's obviously, I mean, what, uh, his Giancarlo Esposito, he's the big thing right now, big villain, he's gonna be in Far Cry, he's like the hot topic, which for a good reason, he's a fantastic actor. So when he, it's like, oh, they're not gonna kill him off, obviously he's still alive. So like the reveal going from him, oh, he's still alive, vicious TIE Fighter, to the Darksaber cutting through it, and it's, and it's like, oh, it just makes that so much like from, okay, to like, I expected this to like, hype i did not expect that to happen so yeah. the dark saber is a very very important important piece of basically new canon star wars and and the way he got it was he basically had to take it from darth maul and and uh mandalore earlier on i'm sure the empire raided mandalore which i would love to see a flashback of that would be kick a for sure yeah we've been getting a lot of like mandalorian stuff with the final season of clone wars the clone wars flashback in season one was kick a yeah that, that was amazing just seeing the battle guards, that was awesome dude the super battle droid got a glow up. Yeah, it, it was really sick. Looking. It was pretty cool. But what do you want to see? What do you expect to see at this season? Just a man, quick brief. I don't know, man. It was it was such a just more of the same. Yeah, to be honest with you. And that's why I think the trailer set itself up to be. But I'm yeah. sure it is gonna hate to say this subvert expectations because that's what I'm set to see right now. Yeah. Uh, I I would like to see a little like. Obviously, I want to see the child's more character development. Mm-hmm. Get his little personality. Granted. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to age very slow if he's still a baby of 50 he years. He's a bit of an Ewok marketing toy, which is fine because he's a baby, but... But I'd, I'd love to see him actually kind of... That's what I'm saying, yeah. Be more than just, look how cute he is. Yeah. Look, watch an occasional talk. force thing. Like, like, seven episodes in, watch him, like, say a word. That's going to happen. That would That'd be interesting. Um, you know, and I want to see, because a lot of people are going to go in with more higher expectations in season one, so obviously you got to... Do what people like, but you got to do it better than season one, which is right. going to be a very hard right. feat. I don't want it to be Age of Ultron, where it's not necessarily bad, but people don't like it because it's not Avengers. Well, right, sure. right. I was going to say, in just quick news to wrap up our Mandalore talk, it won an Emmy for Outstanding Visual, um, Outstanding Special Visual Effects uh, the other day at the Emmys. So, I mean, absolutely worth oh. it. And I think such, like, watching behind-the-scenes videos of the Mandalore, it's crazy how they're making it because... Um, what's his name? The actor's name plays Albert Martel. Obviously, oh, it, I know what you're talking about. What's his name, Diego? Okay, help me out. Of course, we're gonna have to stop again. Actor, I will say it's it was pretty t- cool. T- Pedro Pascal, yeah, it's him in the Mandalorian suit that's like actual, you know, VFX or and uh, or props. And then they're, they're in a big green screen room that makes up the entire backdrop. And it looks like, because they filmed Tatooine in Tunisia in A New Hope, and they were on, it was Tatooine, wasn't it, in season one? It always has to be Tatooine. They always have to go to Tatooine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they went to Moss Eisley. Yeah. Which is which oh, crazy when that happened. And one? Yeah. No, season. I thought they went to Moss Espa. Is, I was going to say, it's one of the two. It probably was Moss Espa. I think it is, so. But, like, they went to Tunisia, and it, like, fit in so well. It just, like, looked perfect. And I take, like, footage from these places, and I'm sure that has to cut down on budget a lot. I mean, it's yeah. like probably a substantial price point of technology, but it looks so cool watching behind the scenes. They're like they're doing that all that work basically in not real places. Well, interesting, interesting thing that they did that uh, uh, Thor Four is adapting is instead of just a green screen, they actually had a paint out of what the land is going to look like. So, oh, that is like, cool. For Mos Espa, they had kind of a backdrop. 
So it gives the actors a kind of perspective of That's the cool. world. Well, they're I would in. think so because like it's got to be hard, like cognitive dissonance. Like right, you're, yeah. it's got to be so much easier to be in the moment as and taking yeah. acting classes and stuff. Like obviously, yeah, it, it would make sense that like if you're supposed to be walking through a desert and that, just to reference that same scene, he's looking out for the Trandoshan bounty hunters and he's wary of them. Like imagine doing that in like a blank room with just a green screen around you. There's got to be some like visual clarity help you like focus in on the scene and, and remember what you got to do because yeah. it's just got to be so hard to. Well, that's what Ewan McGregor did a lot for uh, the prequels. Like that scene in episode two, when he goes to Camino, like that was just him. And he occasionally gets to talk to another human. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of times it's just him talking to an empty room, you know? And that's just showing an exact Yeah. It's also like funny thinking about that, the evolution of Star Wars, all the criticism for the prequels being like primarily CGI and green screen. Yeah. And now winning Academy Awards for doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Just better. I mean, the evolution of technology, it's just kind of like a funny dual side of the coin that yeah. what was what hugely, was frowned upon. What was hugely frowned upon when in release is now like top of the line spectacle, but yeah. you know, 15 years later or so. Okay. So let's talk about these next, uh, our next uh, topic, the software update for iOS 14 yeah. just dropped. I think the, over the last two days, still rolling out for a lot of people. I don't, I'm sure I can download it except my iPhone, iPhone seven. I'm worried about it breaking my phone, of course, but there's a lot added into iOS 14. I'm sure we, if you want to find an extensive list, go somewhere else. We're certainly not the experts, but Mason has been playing with iOS 14 all day, yeah. showing us our updates, showing us what he's been doing. And I'm, the, obviously the biggest draw for everyone of iOS 14 so far for sure is the fact that you can customize your home screen, different pictures for backgrounds, different widgets added in. And it's really cool. And I think we're gonna take some some screenshots of your home screens right yeah. now and show them off on our Twitter because yeah, sure. it's really good. You can plug the Twitter, the Ent Hour Pod. Yeah, I got a sweet uh, video of it right now, but I basically colored everything. Wait, what? I co coded yeah, everything color by coded. color. Sure. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So really, um, no, you can't tell. Huh. <laughs> Did we not just talk about it yeah, for 15 yeah. minutes? I don't know. I'm okay with it. But uh, like for my each, what do you call them, screen, slides, whatever. Yeah, uh, they know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've coded everything by color. So the first one is blue. So I have a picture of Anakin and Obi-Wan with kind of a blue background, sure. a blue Star Wars logo. And we'll see this. Yeah. yeah, and I've got all my blue apps together, and I've got, for the next one, uh, green Yoda and green Qui-Gon with green look text and all my green apps. It's really cool because, like, I remember talking to one of my friends. I think it was actually Austin West who – does uh, football and focused and nice plug. Yep. Subpar podcast. Okay. No, they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> they they're, are very, they're, they're, I mean, they're award winning like us and they, yeah. they didn't, they didn't get their award as fast as we right. did. I mean, this is, this is our, we're on our fourth season fellow. Let's try to catch up a little right, bit. Right. He'll love listening to this part. Right. He's also our podcast director. So uh, <laughs> we love you, Austin. Please don't cancel our show. You know what? It was Austin and Lavelle. I was talking to, um, who's the co-host of that. But he said, um, there are going to be some creative people who do some crazy things with this. And I've like, already seen like aesthetic threads on Twitter, right, yeah. which it's a lot of like girls posting like, yeah. like obviously a boy's room versus a girl room. It's just like <laughs> night and day difference. I imagine a girl's phone and yeah. boys, from what I've seen, is basically way more well thought out than the way I arrange my apps. Right. right. No, and mine is, I'm really satisfied with mine. I actually just finished it up when they were talking about the Sonic thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> the Sonic thing, but uh, that, that little thing, yeah, that whole thing. Uh, but I'm really, really pleased with it, and I'm it's just it makes me so so satisfied looking at my phone. Um, but like, there's stuff I know you can add, like, uh, it take, it'll take up half your screen, and you can do uh, like weather, or you can do news, or you can add a big clock. Uh, it's I just, do like the inclusion of the new widgets, yeah, it takes up a lot of space, they're very cool. Um, so it's just a lot of like ease of access and quality of life stuff that they have improved. And, like, and I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I think totally. like the little things that just like make things overall better to use and like more fun to use, like making different backgrounds for my wallpapers and whatnot. Yeah. Like that's totally cool with me. But again, the biggest thing for me, I might actually download it right now while we're talking. I've got an iPhone seven and there's a lot of like talk about how Apple supposedly like ruins battery life and performance on older phones, yeah, which I know I'm a few years behind, but I love my seven and I don't plan to change. Um, 
but I am worried about it messing things up. And I think I'm going to take the gamble and download it right now because I will at some point, but yeah. Uh, I'm getting worried. I remember when iOS, I think it was, was it iOS 7 or iOS 8 when it came out and really changed a lot. Uh, you guys remember? I can't remember. I think, yeah, it, it basically changed from all the old icons. Yeah, that, like, like the, the iPod like Touch TV. icons. Yeah. Well, wow, that's a long one. You know, I went home the other day and I got out my old iPod Touch and it was, it's such a difference. You know? I imagine so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I remember when that came out, I was so stubborn. I did not want to change. And when I finally did change, it was so much better. You know, uh, so. I embrace pretty much every change that they have now because, like I said, it just makes everything so much better. Fanboy now. Well, I hate Apple, but yeah, I was gonna say that's the one thing that holds me back, and that's I wouldn't have an iPhone if it wasn't like I think a better. I'll, I'll say this: iPhone is the least crappy phone. I don't think there's a good <sighs> phone out there. Well, I mean, I that's debatable. Debate. Depending yeah. on it, if you see like the people who are like. You know, computer quote unquote nerds are like they're always using Android and Galaxy. Yeah, there's so much more you can do with Android. I just feel I don't know. I feel like they kind of are potatoes. I'm sorry, but it's probably a good way to put it. I mean, see me. Apparently, I already have the update. So nice. Congratulations. I get to figure that out. Uh, nice. Something else I forgot to talk about was um, with the shortcuts. Now you can like uh, have a shortcut that goes to an app. And you can choose what the app's like artwork is. So now, uh, if something doesn't fit within one of my like colored themes, like here, I changed the Snapchat thing to be purple, like the background of it, and it's really cool. The only downside about it is it takes you to shortcuts, and then it takes you to the app, which is going to be really annoying. So if they find some way to figure out to like not do that, that would be pristine. Yeah, I don't know if I. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, that's kind of made it turn me off a little bit. Yeah, it's that's what turns most people off. I know my girlfriend had a bunch of customized apps, and then she changed everything back because she didn't like it. But I'm hoping I can, you know, get over that. So, okay, well, that's gonna wrap up iOS 14, and let's talk about that. So that's gonna take us into our last song break, and then our last segment for the day before we wrap things up. Diego, this is going to be your pick. It is the ever classic theme for Jurassic Park. The Entertainment Hour will be back after this quick short break. back to the third and final segment of today's entertainment hour 920 the sunday evening show we've covered secret tunnels among us wonder woman uh sonic heroes ios 14 the mandalorian season 2 jurassic park and now we're gonna hit another big star literally and ironically in super mario 3d all-stars so this was going to be on the horizon for last week we missed the deadline to release the show. We apologize if you were waiting for that to come up. But it released two days ago, so maybe off the horizon now to rename the segment. Super Mario 3D All-Stars released, and Nintendo continues to print money. And I have a feeling this uh, segment of the show is going to be me complaining a little bit to you guys. But So what happened was there was a Super Mario All-Stars uh, limited release that came out with a lot of the old 2D Mario games back in like 2008 for the Wii. So now they're following that up finally 12 years later with a 3D version. So it's Super Mario 64, Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Galaxy all released in one nice convenient package to finally playable on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, conveniently missing Mario Galaxy 2, which is weird. And Nintendo also 
uh, announced a few other games, uh, plus Mario 3D World and uh, Bowser's Fury, which is an expansion going to be included with that, which is interesting. I don't think anyone knows what exactly that is yet. So 3D World's getting re-released for $60. Again, kind of baffling. Hyrule Warriors uh, uh, for Bre a Breath of the Wild prequel is actually coming out. Oh, I didn't That looks prequel. amazing. It's a Dynasty Warriors. So Hyrule Warriors is like Dynasty Warriors game, which I don't know if you've ever played. I never have. It's like a giant basically beat them up with like hundreds of enemies at once kind of style thing. And uh, they're making um, the game set during the time of when Calamity, Calamity Ganon gets released, which sounds hype as all hell. Like I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. And like when before, you know, kind of spoilers for Breath of the Wild, but before Link gets incapacitated and I'm sure you can play as the other, um, the other four uh, Divine Beast holders for other names, you know, um, or their exact titles, but Anyways, uh, Mario Galaxy, or sorry, Super Mario 3D All-Stars release, Nintendo off the top rope, killing it once again, something people have been desperately asking for, but there's some hangups. And here's what I'm gonna talk about. So, okay, Mario 64 released in 1996. Very old game, beloved by anyone. We already hit it earlier, how it basically rocketed Nintendo, even though they're printing money already. Mario was a huge success. Mario 64 completely changed the game and it was something absolutely unprecedented set 3d platform controls for the rest of all time so far up to this point and even developers still can't get understand what made the game so good to control and it still does fantastically there's just so many things that are so fun to move and do and then mario sunshine came out in 2003 i believe six uh, seven years later went off the beaten path a little bit kind of the same game but more contained and sharper levels smaller levels less of a sandbox and more of like platforming challenge and i really like mario sunshine Again, great game. Galaxy, again, Nintendo innovates so well. Galaxy releases so many new, new mechanics, just completely different gameplay styles. Nintendo always takes one thing that they want to focus on and runs with it. And of course, going from planet to planet, going like the, the gravitational pull where you're running around. I don't know if you guys have ever played Mario Galaxy. I mean, I think a lot of people have. Kind of surprising, bit. yeah. Anyways, yeah, I mean, it, it's a pretty popular game. It's just Nintendo, like everyone had a Wii we talked about. Anyways, they take all the games and they're putting it in one package, but the problem is the source code leaks and people are looking at it. And I understand people are asking for this, but they are, what Nintendo is doing is they're literally running an emulator on the Switch of these games and playing them with barely up resolution. Hmm. So they're selling three games, one of which is 13 years old, one of which is 17 years old, quick mass, one of which is 24 years old, all for roughly $20 each. And I understand the value in that, but that seems like a scam. Because, and I'm not advocating piracy here, of course, by any means, if you have the game, emulation is perfectly legal, like I do. I have Dolphin on my computer. I can play Mario 64 at a higher resolution than it is being released for on the Switch. Technically for free. Same thing with Mario Sunshine, same thing for Galaxy. And I know there's something to be said about convenience, and ease of access, but the same thing can be said when you release something like iOS 14 technically for free, that's convenient, that's a huge ease of access bump compared to $20 for each game. And I don't know if you guys agree with me on this, but it really irks me, especially looking at the Nintendo Switch subreddit where people are actively defending it, saying if you don't like it, don't buy it. That is not a valid argument. Like, okay, that is a valid, valid argument, but it's not defending, okay, yeah. That's a valid argument. If you don't like it, don't buy it. I'm not gonna buy it because I own these games on emulators and I can play them with an Xbox One controller, which I think is arguably more comfortable anyways because that's what I prefer. Shout out to my PS4 gamers out there, your controller is too wide and too skinny. Anyways, I just, I have that. You just I, said two completely different things, too wide and too skinny? It is, it's too wide and it's very narrow. Oh, okay. Xbox One controller is bulky, I have bigger hands. Give me, um, look at it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I just. <laughs> okay. They barely bumped resolution, and and the worst part of the thing is Mario 64 released. Uh, it actually was like its source code was completely compiled and released as a like a Windows application, like download it for free online, which I know probably isn't technically legal, but it releases like a Windows application that you can download for free, and it's just a big breakthrough in like the last month because now people modders can just go crazy with it, and I love modders. I appreciate what people do and do things like this because. I can't even imagine how hard it is to get things working like that, especially on modern computers. But because the N64 architecture is so foreign too, and that's what's taking it so long. But 
it's just lazy. Like, Nintendo totally realizes that whatever they release will sell, especially if it's got Mario on it. And that's why the series, I think, it hasn't stagnated because Odyssey was such a huge success and very fun. But it's certainly not innovating like it used to. And I think that's a rip. And if I understand, don't buy it. Or if you don't support it, don't buy it. But I would also like to play those games. And and if it was a little less pricey, I would like to play it on my Switch as well because that's what I have right now. And that's what's most convenient, to be honest. I don't know what you guys think. I know I just kind of went on a rant, but... Well, I mean, showing that they can innovate and push forward with, like, the Pokemon franchise, which, give them credit, they're continuing to... Whether the gimmicks are I stupid... I completely disagree with that because Pokemon continues to go backwards despite... No. Okay, well, give 3D. them credit. They are not afraid to add new and stupid concepts like Gigamax. But they remove concepts, and you're not going forward. You're at a straight line. No, they're, they and try different things. I understand they're trying different things. Which, you, what my point is, they're not afraid to try new things. They're not afraid to do something else. It's more or less the same, but add something new. So the fact that they're releasing basically a slightly better resolution game. Barely. Like, it's, like, it's very barely upscale. I think 64 is, and Sunshine and Galaxy are, are too, but they're yeah. not even noticeable. So my point is, if they're willing to do that with Pokemon, but they won't do that with the Mario games, and they're just doing this for easy, quick cash, which, as a business, you have, you can understand why they do that. I understand it. I don't support it. It's yeah. the problem. Like, the it's problem just is taking with, money. With diehard fans, it's irrelevant whether one person doesn't support it because there's always going to be those diehard fans that buy it no matter what. I understand that, and that's what I'm saying. I think we need to hold ourselves like a higher standard. Like, if I didn't buy Sword and Shield because I think the develop Game Freak, again, continues to get lazier, and the models of the game, I know it was a big thing when it came out, the controversy, the models look bad. Yeah. Animations are scarce and barely, like, they're, they're worse than they were in Gens 3 and 4 when they were more lively at the least. And oh, was, yeah. That was 2D pixels. I mean, like, it's the same thing with Game Freak. It's Nintendo at, at becoming as a whole. And as much as I really like Nintendo and I'm you're the anime guy, you're, I mean, you're a lot of things, basically. But <laughs> a lot of, I mean. You're the a, Wonder Woman guy. guy. You're here. You're, you like to be here. You, you don't like, like Wonder Sonic. Woman. You're the not liking Sonic guy. But... I don't dislike Sonic. I just don't know about Sonic. Yeah, but I just... He dislikes Pokemon. I think it's wrong. And I have beef with it, is basically what I'm trying to say. And I am going to subject myself to torture this week by watching the Super Mario Bros. movie, if you guys want to watch that movie. Because it's excellent. (laughs) And I'm reviewing that for this week's... uh, I'd be down to do that. As as a business person, like especially a business major... I 100% would be like, yeah, if we're going to make easy money, just do this. And As a fan and consumer, I'm like, this is really lazy and it adds nothing. And I think it's not okay, but it's more accepted if very recently the Crash Reignited uh, Trilogy and, um, or sorry, the Crash Insane Trilogy and Spiral Reignited Trilogy didn't release all of their three games and their classics for $40. Mm-hmm. They set a precedent that's not being followed because Nintendo go- knows they're going to buy it anyways. And that's the problem. And the biggest, then the other thing is Nintendo Switch games and Nintendo games in general barely ever drop price fast or ever go on sale. So it's going to be 60 or if not 50 for a really long time. And again, I'm, I'm really tempted to buy it just because I am a fanboy and I know I'm succumbing to the problem, but I can just play the exact same games at the same resolution, if not better on the emulators I have on my laptop. Like that's the, that's the beef I have with it. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So that is gonna wrap it up for season four, season three, two. We need to okay. We need to decide this right there. What are we gonna tie? What am I gonna title this in SoundCloud and whatnot? Season three, episode two, That's rebirth of the okay. remaster. I'm, I'm glad rebirth. Ooh, I like right. rebirth. Just honestly, it's kind of we, we're gonna run out of rewords. The reconstruction, revelation, now we're revitalization. Blue. Yeah, the realization. This podcast is revitalization. I would. The realization that we're going to win another award. There you go. There you go. We'll save that in the back pocket for when <laughs> the next awards roll around. Okay, so some final plugs before we go. Uh, let's talk about football and focus with Austin West and Lavelle Harris, the dynamic duo, which we mentioned earlier. Talk all things NFL and college football. If you want to get your fix and your latest news, listen to them. They're fantastic. They have a new updated logo, which we help them out with, and we fully support their cause. The Braden Collins Show with Braden Bergham and Colin Imoff is always on with The Waffle and talking about their daily lives. 
They are back with more episodes in their second season and their success as usual. Go listen to them. New podcast on KBVU and the Alternative Edge this year. The Positive, the positive Point with Joshua Tigges is a new, inspiring, and motivational podcast. Shorter than the rest, but it is worth a listen for sure if you want to get your daily dose of motivation. He's got two episodes out right now, plus preview. Go check it out. That's The Positive Point with Joshua Tigges. And then finally, Streaming and Screaming with Blake and Taylor. They are looking at more entertainment just like this, but they're focusing on movies and doing reviews of some of their favorite films. Streaming and Screaming, The Positive Point, The Brandon Collins Show, Football and Focus, and of course, your favorite entertainment hour, all on the alternative edge. Fellas, anything else to say before we go? Nope. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thanks for listening. Always feel free to uh, message us on Twitter with yeah. ideas you want, Thank especially you, those anime fans. I'm the only one who really knows about it, but I'd be willing to talk about it. Yep. One more plug at the Ent Hour Pod on Twitter. Please go give us a follow. All of our three unique handles for our individual accounts are listed on there, and we're going to be more active on there, especially responding to DMs and mentions in which you want to recommend things or we'll be inviting on guests. We'll do one more episode with the three of us and then we're going to break out and some of our favorite people on campus and invite them on and waffle with them a little bit for one segment each about their specialty. We have some ideas in mind and some really interesting people that are funny on their own part. Probably funnier than us and that's going to be the best part. So if you don't like us, don't worry. There's other people coming on to replace us. I know they're funnier than us. Well, one of them certainly is. Yeah. I mean, our our Halo expert that's going to come on Certainly probably one of the funniest guys on campus. So look yeah. out for that. You'll yeah. find out who that is, and you probably know him as well. So follow the, at the Ent Hour Pod on Twitter and send us some recommendations. We'll be happy to indulge you and talk about what you want us to talk about. Also, check out my new column on the TAC in which I'm doing more of the same, more in-depth. Hey, listen, on the TAC. Last week, I looked at Medal of Honor Rising Sun, doing a playthrough of it uh, back on a PS2 classic. As I mentioned, we're looking at uh, I'm looking at the Super Mario Bros. movie, the infamous film released all the way back in the early 2000s. Actually, check that. It's, that's not even close. It's probably the 19s or the, the 90s. Sorry, the 1900s is going to be wrong too. Uh, I'm going to look at that this week as well. That will release on Sundays. There should be a new episode up today, and we'll post this on Monday, so this will be a day late. Actually, check that. So go listen to more KBVU podcasts, more like this, if you enjoyed this one. And from Tanner Frost, Mason Wicket, and Diego Huerta, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you next week. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Entertainment Hour. We hope you really enjoyed it. If you want to hear more of our show or the other wonderful KBVU podcasts like Lost and Found, The Braden and Colin Show, or Football Unfocused, you can find them on our SoundCloud page named KBVU. You can also download episodes and subscribe to The Alternative Edge on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen, whenever you want to, KBVU Podcasts and The Alternative Edge are here for you. That's KBVU on SoundCloud and The Alternative Edge on Spotify and Apple Podcast for more. Testing one, two. This is a mic check on the actual microphone, the very nice one that is in front of us, uh, generously donated by Omar. Mr. Microphone, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you for asking. Detroit! (laughs) (laughs) If that works, I'm saving that. This is the Alternative Edge, home of KBVU Podcasts.